3: It's the people's radio. The dollar in your headphones.
2: Allow me to introduce.
3: The, the illustrious Tweet Man Poop. the game changer. The seventh Jackson. The Will, the ill executive. He's like, he's like shooting nice without the anger management issues Bill P, the sports, P-A-C. This dude is coming at like all angles he's got, he's got all the bases covered uh, There's not a whole lot about sports this brother don't know Can you
4: dig
3: it, dig it sucker? Featuring Ray, Justin Paige, Eric Hamlin.
2: r and fan is like,
4: woo! Now I, I blame it on Nintendo. <laughs>
3: It's definitely a gin party around here. Definitely a gin party. Don't bring any
0: Kool-Aid.
2: It don't get no better than this, baby. I
3: want winners. You better act like it. Pick it up a little bit. Okay?
4: Get your chin up. Smile.
3: Everybody
2: can be peace. Don't get no more real. Welcome to the Real Sports Guys with
3: Real Guys Talk Sports RSG. Renegade Radio in the house, as usual, Tuesday, Tuesday nights, keeping it live, keeping it funky. We got the three-man booth in full effect. Wow. Man, we got a lot to get into. But before we get into the proceedings <laughs> of this evening, allow me to say, allow me to say,
4: <laughs>
3: you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. And we appreciate your patronage. The Riddick are in the house. Real Sports Guys brought to you by Resistant Digital Solutions. Man, coming off our first RSG live show, uh, let me bring in the other, the other guys to talk about this. Uh, my man on the right, I got D Wheels. Holla at the people. Wow. It was, uh, it's was. it been good, man. It feels, it feels good. Like, it's like we, we're back on the home court. You know, uh, I'm, I'm listening to the sound of the sneakers. Uh, you know, it's been like playing on the parquet floor. I know where the dead spots are. Um, I feel good <laughs> that I get that bounce to that spot, to get that shot I need, uh, and I feel good to be back here. But, you know, the first live show was great. We were we were down there having a good time. Wanted, uh, it wasn't projecting the way we wanted to, all the people around it, but the folks who were in the building had a good time, and uh uh, we got a special cast we're gonna build on uh, after we do the intro. Yeah, 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 man. He, uh, the 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 ambiance was fantastic. The, it was a great first event. Um, you know, we had to get our hustle hustle game on. Uh, unfortunately, man PhD had to watch. You know, he he described it best. He felt like a kid watching his friends play, and he was on punishment outside the window. Technical difficulties did not allow us to have him in the fold, which, you know, is just is like you come out on the court with one shoe on, you know, something just wasn't right, you know, kind of ball with one shoe in the sock, you know, a a, a, a a leg miss a table missing one leg, This didn't sit even, you know, so it's good to have my man back in the fold with us tonight, glad to have him on, P L T Sports P H D, what's happening, Captain?
0: I'm doing okay, man. My, uh, I was probably eight or nine, and I got in trouble in school. Anybody listening that knows my parents, John and Bertha Thompson,
4: you know that <laughs> they did not play around.
0: It and so play. where they would hit us, they would hit us where it hurt. So they wouldn't let me play in my little league game. It was a championship game, but I had messed up in school. You know, I got sent to the principal's office. And so I was pouting on the bench, you know, they let me go to the game, sit on the bench, and I was pouting, and my dad pulled me aside. I always remember it. He said, you need to cheer for your teammates. No, my, no one man is ever bigger than the team. I had to remind myself of that with the technical difficulties. So uh, it's good to be back. You know, I had that pit in my stomach, and I wanted to be there. You know, it's like you have that dream sometimes where, you know, you're late for the game, you know, and the and dream just keeps going. Like I'm hitting every red light. I can't get to the game. It was like one of them so
3: it's uh it's good to be back. It's good to be back with the fellas oh. yeah, It's great to have you back, man. It's great to have you back now, d wills, you've got a special guest in the house for yeah, us we, tonight we We do and you know one of the things that I love about this journey and and, and what's been special about you know doing it with both of you and uh ray and and l r and you know we have a relationship and a friendship, and we kind of built this thing and didn't quite know what we were doing early on, I and mean, then we kind of hit our stride, and, and people were listening and downloading. And, and you know, this live thing was very important, but it was important to also find the right partner for people to work with us. You know, as we are trying to build this movement, as we say, one person at a time, um, every person we're trying to work with is someone who is trying to make something happen the same way where we are. And so tonight we have a special guest, really our location sponsor. He's really someone who's committed to the movement, what we're doing, uh, Craig Sockwell, the owner on uh, of, of Under uh, Rocks in Rockford, Illinois, where we had our first live event, and Craig is here in the house with us. How you doing, Craig? I'm
1: great, guys. How you guys doing,
3: man? We, we are we are we are loving it. Um, you know, first of all, we, we, uh, from all the people at RSG, we want to thank you and your great staff, who was just the hospitality was off the hook for for hosting our first live event. We appreciate that. Oh, no
1: problem, man. I appreciate you guys. I enjoyed, you know, working with you guys. You know, it was a, it was a blast.
3: It, uh, can you tell little people a little bit about, you know, kind of what you're trying to do there? I, I love it. any people are in the Rockford area, I want them to be able to come in and in, in patronize your, your establishment and be there. You know, tell them a little bit about what they can expect when they come uh, on the Rock.
1: I mean, when you come to on the Rock, I mean, it's a place, you know, it's laid back, it's nice, it's clean. You know, we have some great food, you know, trying to, you know, get that, you know, keep that good atmosphere. You know, we have, uh, you, know, you know, bands and, you know, DJs on the weekends. Uh, but, you know, what we're really trying to do now, I mean, because, I mean, that's solid. You know, we, we've got some great bands, but we really want to work with you guys because we want to build our sports for that bar. You know, it's a sports bar, and we want to grow with you guys. So that's why I think it's going to be a, a good relationship working with you guys.
3: Well, I I can tell you, and and one of the things that we talked about when we built it, you know, Rockford is the home of Fred Van Fleet, and, you know, as we were coming on the air, uh, the shockers were shocked, and we all felt the air come out. Mm. You know, you know know Fred's family. You know, Rockford's a big Mm -hmm. city, but it's small. You know, talk to us about, you know, Fred and what it means to be someone like him coming from Rockford, making it. How did y'all feel about that? i mean we, we we feel great,
1: you know it's not a lot of times where you can sit back and say, You know this pro athlete came from your town I mean there are certain towns that got you know got there quite a few, but you know it's far in between and to be able to say someone like Fred you know is from here and on the big stage uh i mean it it's awesome we love it well I mean, it you know, it, gives, we... it gives it gives us exposure you know That's right
3: Exposure. yeah it gives... And you can tell the energy. Everybody's wearing their shocker shirts everywhere I was going, you know, uh they're gonna have a good recruiting uh, tie into into Rockford. You know, people all around are waving that gear and everything. Uh well we're gonna look for we'll look forward to uh, you know, to really building on this. Um, uh, like we said, we're trying to do it one person at a time. Uh you are you know, are officially part of the movement. Um I, I know I got uh Marcus in the house, he just talked about how he enjoyed it. I wanna give him a minute with you, uh to to, to kinda of connect with you, but uh we, we we love it. Uh, uh we wanna come back and get it going. Um and it's a place that uh that folks should come and, and try and check out. But I wanna give Marcus a chance to connect with you in a minute, uh, given that you had that rapport with him. Uh okay. wanna he and he knew he liked that food. He was eating that food like <laughs> <laughs> hey, the big piece
4: of chicken. The big piece of chicken. <laughs> hey the
3: sandwich was 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 on fire, man. Yeah, it, 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 if listeners out there, RSG Renegade Fam, if you get a chance and you're in the State Line area and you have some time, uh, make sure you stop by Craig's establishment on the Rocks. You know what really impressed me. You know, I'm a I'm a diff- I'm a little bit of a different kind of cat, and seeing the album covers. You know me, I'm an old school music guy. I'm a hip hop guy, but hip hop mm-hmm. got me in the old right. like, into the old school because right. of the sampling. And so I I dug into some of the old musicians, singers. R&B, folk, and my man Craig has got all these album covers decorating the walls. I mean, it's just it, it, to me, it was just like, wow. It was like walking yeah. into, like, the perfect establishment. Yeah. You know, it, it just spoke to me when I came in. And So, you know, it's a great ambiance. Real down-home folk in there. Um, the food was banging. Um, I can't compliment you guys enough. Your kitchen staff rocked with the food. They hooked us up well. They treated us well. Um, I can't, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to continuing to build this. I can't wait till we do another one. Um, this, this is going to be, this is going to be a beautiful relationship, Craig.
4: <laughs>
1: yes, yes it is. I mean, I, I, I appreciate everything, you know, you said, you know, but you know, when we opened this up, my partner and I, James Douglas, you know, we talked about, you know, we wanted to have some good R&B music, you know, and I, I tell my DJ, I said, when you come on, you know. If you get lost and don't know where you're going, just look on the wall, and that's where you need to be. You know, there you go. I
4: love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, love I love it. it. But, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, and yeah. I want to yeah. say that
3: but one thing that you know, you know, kind of like Jay Z and Rockefeller Records, you know, we, we had a chain we put over head, and, and 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 Craig is uh, is it. we want to let you know that you want to be – uh, on the Rocks will be uh, the sponsor for our funky editorial, because it's 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 appropriate because mm-hmm. of what you yes. see on the wall. You know, can you do the right. drop for the funky editorial so he can hear it? He, he'll appreciate for this. Yeah, let me let me hit that drop for you, really. One quick. thing we need to on. say. There you go.
4: Yes, please, please. Shall we say, John? Okay. Yeah. Melvin, Ryan.
0: Jimmy, Ryan. Coleman, time, yeah. set. Yeah. Everybody wanna get funky one more time. Yeah.
3: Yes, sir. <laughs> all right. That, that's yes. you. And, all right, and man. I, I, I want to let the RSG folks know uh, all you have to do to go, go to RealsportsGuys.com, click on the uh, On the Rocks uh, 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 emblem that we have there for them, and it will take you right to their uh, information, uh, their, their, their Facebook page, and you'll know exactly how to get to them. But pray, give them your address, tell them how they can get there so they can come see you. All right, it's, uh, Rock,
1: it's on our Facebook, it's Rockford on the Rocks, okay, and the address is 3457 Merchandise Drive, and that's Rockford, Illinois, 61109. And we're in the area of South, South Rockford, Southeast Rockford, Alpine, and Sandy Hollow area. So I'd love for you guys to come on out, you know, and anybody come out, and if you, I'll tell you what, anybody come out and say, you know, that they listen to RFG, they got a free beer on me, all right?
0: Wow.
4: Whoa, yeah, I heard man. it. <laughs> and yeah, for it our
0: listeners out there, for the listeners I out hope there, I got, when you're thinking, you know, listeners are like, where the heck is Rockford at? Rockford, Illinois, if you happen to be listening to – podcast and you're driving to new mexico rockford illinois is about an hour west of chicago and i will say that they are building up the airport in rockford so if you ever are flying into o'hare and you want to divert a little bit just to make a special trip to rockford to visit this
3: place look at the rockford airport
0: yep
4: yeah
3: the greater chicago rockford airport is a great place to fly in coming from denver from a lot of places and while you there, go get get that catfish. Don't nobody yeah. do it like they do it, y'all.
4: You better all get right. your hands
3: on that catfish. Well, Craig, we're not gonna hold you tonight. I know you got some people up in there,
4: Uh yes, or you're you gonna do.
3: be doing your thing. But uh, I, I will say this: we got a lot of love for you, and uh, yeah. thank you for being on us. And we're gonna be we're gonna be coming back again.
1: All right, guys, I love you. I'm, I'm uh, looking forward to keep building a relationship with you guys.
3: All right, all right, see that's that's Craig Shockwell, owner. Of uh, on the rocks, Rockford, Illinois. Lot of love, y'all. Hey, uh, we'll be back. All right. Hey, Craig. Oh, that's Phil. <laughs> I got Phil in there. All right. So we're going we to keep it rolling. Uh, that was Craig Stockwell, owner of On the Rocks in Rockford, uh, the new sponsor of the Funky Editorial. And with that said, we're going to jump right into that bad boy. Let's go ahead and hit that, hit that music.
0: Fellas, one thing we need to say. Yeah. Shall we say it, y'all? Yeah. Melvin, yeah. Jimmy, yeah. Coleman, Brian, yeah. yeah. sit. Yeah. Everybody want to get funky one more time. Yeah. <laughs> man, I've listened to this drop probably 150 times before you brought it up last month. And i never realized the yeah. names. Melvin, yeah. Jimmy,
3: Clive. <laughs> Coleman.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's some funky cats, man. it's some funky names.
0: Oh, man, it gets me every time. It is. It has become a drop that I have to hear twice.
4: Fellas one thing yes. we need to say. Shall yes, yes, yes. we say it, John? Yes. Melvin, yes. Jimmy, yes. Coleman, yes. Ryan, yes. sit.
0: Yes. Everybody wanna get funky one more time.
3: Here <laughs> Monster Great work right there, man. Great work. <laughs> <laughs> So this is the of the Funkiest Story it's brought to you by On the Rocks in Rockford, Illinois. Uh, this edition, uh, we got a little something special. My man, Phil T., put in some work. Uh, he's, been, he's been digging in with his brackets. Uh, he's got, he's, he, he came at it with some weird theories this year. So he's got a little bit of uh, bracket, bracketology, uh, if you will. That He's going to drop on us real quick. He just he got something for us. We're going to let it ride, and then we're going to respond. So let's see what we got here. How you living, P.A.G.? How you living, man?
0: I'm doing good, man. I I spent exactly 17 minutes putting together my brackets yesterday, and I feel real good about it. I have a few shockers, as always. I've grown a reputation of, of really having a long shot. Yeah. And, yeah. And... I haven't had a lot of success with it, I'll be honest. It's been a couple of years since <laughs> I've had some really good success in my bracket. It's probably 2010. I got some good picks this year. I'm ready to share them.
4: Uh, PAZ, <laughs>
3: who was the team that you were kind of gun shy about? <laughs> Uh-oh.
4: Uh-oh. You got old minutes well, to <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, well, my final eight, uh, when you add up all the seeds for the eight teams in um, the Elite Eight,
4: ew, they add up to 40. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness.
3: <laughs> what are you doing?
4: <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> are you doing? <laughs> talk me about the Elite wait, Eight. Wait, Tell wait, me wait, about you. You. We're on our
3: way. We still got two oh, days. Let's see if we can't <laughs> count until you do this. Oh, the flash <laughs> screen is on. We'll get to that. Uh, let me answer your question.
0: Teams I can't trust, so Syracuse. Syracuse is a, is, is a three seed right now. Stay away from them. I actually think Syracuse loses in the first round um, to a 14 Ooh. seed. Yep. Ooh. Another team Another team that I'm advising against, uh, the teams that I think are going to lose in the first round VCU is a 5C. Syracuse is a 3C. Those are my headliners.
3: Correct. p a z break it down. Give us your Elite Eight and why you got them there. And how did you have them get there? Because I want to know, what what <laughs> what's the sequence of events that creates an Elite Eight with a score of 45? <laughs> I'm scared. So so I'll start
0: in Florida's region, uh, the south I have Florida in the Elite Eight. I have Dayton as an 11th seed in the Elite Eight. I think uh, Dayton plays Ohio State in the first round. Anybody listening knows that Devin Oliver, a kid out of Kansas Central, uh, the school I went to, plays at Dayton. He's probably their best player this year. So I've I've, I've followed this team quite a bit. And I don't think they're a great team. Um, to get to the Elite Eight But I think that with Kansas going out early I have Kansas losing um, To them in the Sweet 16 And Syracuse being out I think that kind of Pays the road um, I believe UCLA is going to lose in the first round So that right there Is your 2, 3, and 4 seed um, Dayton has a tough matchup with Ohio State In the first round and so So here's the skinny on Ohio State And Dayton Dayton has been trying to schedule Ohio State for the last four or five years, and that motto just will not do it. And so, I mean, they went out on Twitter, they went out on Facebook, you know, pretty much calling out Ohio State the last couple of years. And so finally they get a shot at Ohio State, and I think they're going to make the best out of it. Um,
3: My man, so – he, he, my man PhD, basically chopped up his, his segment from last week, which honestly was some prophetic stuff. I mean, it's very <laughs> prophetic.
4: <laughs> like, I take it back. My <laughs> man laid
3: it out. I it <laughs> I
4: mean,
3: you got it. We got, we got to give him his props. I <laughs> I mean, we got to give him his props. This, I think my man, he, he was spitting, he was spitting fireballs. I mean, like this, fireballs.
4: I don't can- <laughs>
3: street fire, Street fighter fireball. Hey, hey, hey. Alright If you recall Hey, hey, hey KK If you recall I gave You know Remember the lecture I gave him I'm like man yeah, In yeah. fantasy And everything else You bring this You, you kill it You bring this analysis it, It's why we call you PhD And then It's like you lose your mind <laughs> when, when you are in You do It's like the tournament is like all your logic Like this is the most logical person You'll ever go meet he gonna use analysis data and then you get to the tournament and it's like this is time for you to be free bird. It's like you got a tie-dye on. It's like the guy we don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like, how do you how do you ran around? Hey, hey D-Will, he you, you said he ran around. He ran around Wood tower, and with that tape sword. It's like he was, he I, I, was in the <laughs> Blessed Dead and he hanging with Bill Walton. You're crazy. You're crazy. I got
2: and then he does this,
4: and I'm like, oh, oh, man. Well, I'll tell you what, fellas. But now um, you
3: back. you back,
0: man. I gotta give you credit. <laughs> well, i tell you what, fellas. I do appreciate the accolades. Um, you know, and uh, I did spend about 20 minutes of the editing bay to put that together uh, just, just so you guys can say for me, I told you so. Um, and uh, You know, it was – Dayton was my big dog pick in VCU. Now, I mean, I had VCU losing in the first round. But to keep it 100, and you guys, God bless you for not calling me out yet. In the um, bracket challenge, in the RSG bracket challenge, uh, you may be riding in your car right now listening to the podcast like, oh, PhD killed it. Well, I am next to last. (laughs)
4: <laughs> yeah, I, I
3: didn't have, want to do that to you Yeah, I appreciate you guys uh, <laughs> You're still not helping us out, out Yeah, yeah
0: it, uh, out of the 16 uh, teams that advanced I have selected seven of them correctly So while I did, uh, and Devon, Devon hit me on text When I, you know, after the Ohio State-like Pretty much I'm saying, well, I told you guys Dayton was going to win Devon said a broke clock is right twice a
4: day.
0: And <laughs> at tough, tough point, you know, in the way the bracket Challenge is set up, um, for the first and second rounds, the the number seed that you pick correctly, you get that many points plus two. So for example, Dayton and eleven seed one, I got thirteen points for that. So, you know, when Devon had said that, it was like, I don't know, maybe after the first-round games. So I actually had, you know, maybe out of the – actually, it was after the Saturday game. So out of the 18s teams I had made to Sweet
3: 16,
0: you know, I, I had like five of them right. Well, Sunday came, and I got two out of the eight right. So I'm officially done. Although three of my four Final Four teams are still alive. So I guess theoretically – I could rack up some points, but yeah, I'm down by like 80 points right now, perhaps more.
3: And, and, and when you think about our bracket, you know, we got some interesting characters. So we, we got we got Dr. P.J. Bowman, he former former Foddy and Lion Eye on the uh, on that squad, six man off the bench. Uh, you know, my guy hitting three, he he is number two. And then we got Ramsey Baker. You know, he's a you know assistant director for uh, U.S. Uh, figure skating. He had number nine. Only we only got Marcus is the only one holding us down at three and Larry at seven. They trying to come after us this year. We, we should dominate. You know we, we don't have anything. am holding and, up my head. You know I, I'm, I'm Carmelo you. out here looking around like, come on, fellas. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you, 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 you hold into the ball on the wing. I might ask you. Like, out. <laughs> 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 like you can't give it up. <laughs> you know. Man, you man. know
0: say he a young AI, we sit here like Eric Snow and George Lynch. You
3: know, it's just right. yeah. We, we I won't call come. either one of y'all Tyrone Hill. I won't do that to you. We'll go Eric Snow and George Lynch. I won't call any man Tyrone Hill. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but My seriously, I might
3: opt out, man. <laughs> oh, <Okay. laughs>
4: yeah, man, the,
3: the Sweet 16 is in full effect. Um, a lot of a lot of surprises this year. Um, you talk about Dayton, Stanford, um, Baylor. In my opinion, that's a surprise. Tennessee for sure is a, a surprise, um, going from the play in game as an 11 seed and working their way into the Sweet 16. Um, some major surprises. Of the surprise teams, Paz. I know you got Dayton going to your Elite Eight, so you can you can pontificate on that in a second. Um, but of these other three surprise teams, Stanford, Baylor, and Tennessee, which one do you think has the best chance of moving forward? Now, we've probably got to exile Stanford because they're playing Dayton. So, a Baylor and Tennessee, because
4: <laughs> we know how you feel <laughs> <work> about Dayton.
3: <laughs>
0: well, i tell you what. Um, I, uh, my heart says Tennessee. Uh, Kwonzo Martin, the guy who used to play with the big dog Robinson at Purdue and Recently, coached at Missouri State, where I got to know him, and now he's at Tennessee. Good friend, and I was so happy to see his team win that opening round game, and then you know beat UMass in the first round, and and then knocked out. Uh, um, oh my goodness, I'm losing it here. Who they beat in the second round? Um, they
3: beat uh, Mercer. Mercer. Yeah. Yeah, so
0: yeah. I mean, I was really excited about that. So, so I'll go with them. They have some guys. It seems like that team is still hitting a stride, where they have guys coming off the bench that haven't given them much all year, coming in and just exploding for 15 or 20 points. So, out of the tr- three wild cards, and I'll be honest, I haven't watched Baylor enough. I, you know, I, I was real high on Baylor coming into the season, but they were so inconsistent. I kind of wrote them off. But but I would say I like Tennessee the most, just because they have guys that don't seem to get scared of the moment. They have guys who are playing, you know, averaging 10, 11 minutes a game, and all of a sudden they're playing 25, 30 minutes on the biggest stage and they're showing up. So when you have that level of wild-cardness in your team, I I like the chances.
3: Yeah, and shout-out to Tennessee. Uh, UT has a Madison product, a Madison Memorial, Jerron Maimon, uh, one of the big rugged power forwards they had kids about 6 7 about 260 just beastly um, Madison product holding it down. So it's good to see a Madison kid getting putting in work um, I like Tennessee um, You know, it's funny you said Baylor inconsistent. Who would have thought Baylor would be inconsistent? I mean, that's never happened before. Yeah, I'm being totally facetious <laughs> But uh, I didn't I didn't have Baylor getting very far um, Just because of that inconsistency that you highlighted PhD Um, Tennessee I do like I think they have a very rugged front line that I think could give Michigan problems Michigan has been playing one big at a time um, since McGarry went down Um, and having to deal with Janelle Stokes and Jerron Maimon is going to be a challenge for Michigan's front uh, front line Um, and it'll be interesting to see how the backcourt play um, can supplement what they'll be missing up front um, with Nick Stauskas uh, little G-Rob, uh, G-Rob G-Rob 3 um, you know we'll see what they can do uh, but uh, Tennessee is, is going to be a tough matchup for Michigan Baylor is going to pose some challenges for a Wisconsin because they're almost the polar opposite of that Wisconsin team um, when you talk about Wisconsin you know you think about their control style of offense um, you know physical defensive play this is a very different Wisconsin team they're much more of an offensive group um much more offensive focused this they don't have they have some size but it's, it's not a strength they've got a lot of guys who are about sink between six six and you know they got one seven footer but most of the guys that play are between six six and six nine um so a lot of interchangeable parts. Baylor is similar, but they're slightly more athletic I don't think they're as uh uh Baylor's a little bit more loose with the basketball. But then on the other end, Baylor defensively gives you a lot of fits with their length. So it'll be interesting to see how Wisconsin responds to that. Oregon played out of their mind, out of their mind defensively the first half of that Wisconsin game, jumping into the passing lane, moving. I mean, I was watching that, and I was like, they're playing perfect defense. I mean, they played perfect defense for a half, and they shot really well in the half court. And then that went away, and they started to play like Oregon in the second half. Um, and, you know, guys got tired, guys got fatigued, and fell back to their old habits.
2: Um,
3: and, and Wisconsin was able to take advantage of that. But that link that Oregon had and their movement defensively gave Wisconsin problems. And if Baylor could, took anything from that game, they got to understand that with their link, they're going to be able to give Wisconsin some problems defensively if they commit. If they can commit to playing a high-energy style of defense in a half court for an exterior, extended period of the game, um so, Baylor is a team that – I hate to put money on Baylor, though. Um, if I'm picking I'm going I'm, – I'm probably going to go Tennessee. It's not a knock on Michigan. Tennessee's a veteran squad, and they seem to have that mojo right now. You know, every year in the tournament, there's a team that gets that mojo. And I say, you know, props to P.A.C. on the Dayton call, but I say it's between Tennessee and Dayton um, as far as my picks to keep advancing. I know Hammer's going to be mad at me. I'm overlooking his Stanford Cardinal. But it is what it is. D. Will, what are your thoughts on the uh, quote-unquote Cinderella's um, that are left I'm in the CCC? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it, and um, I, I was looking to see how y'all were talking about it. I, I, I think Dayton um, might have the best chance, and, and the reason why, um, because when I look at the other two squads, it, it's really about – it's either Dayton or Tennessee, I would say. One thing about Bo is that uh, – that first game of the weekend, his team will be ready. It's that second game. <laughs> that turnaround when, with that mix. I feel if they are playing in that turnaround game, I think that's a different kind of mix for them uh, when you give him a week. Um, I think Michigan is vulnerable because so much of their uh, – it, it all comes down to G. Rob willing to get down and rebound and, and play his game. Uh, because he's the only one that can really – Take advantage and get to the lane. The big score every once in a while, but they're not a threat. Um, and so they they rely on if he plays well, then they can go. To, but Tennessee might have some casts that make it might make it really difficult for him. So I am looking at that, but I think something about Dayton, man. You know, I think that Ohio State, this and that energy coming out of that, got them playing in in the the, the storyline. So. You know, it's it's about uh, Archie Miller. You know, that's a story that you just see in the Elite Eight or the Final Four. Like, you you can already see them doing the halftime stuff. You can already see. So some of this is not just – but some of it's like that storyline. Like, you just knew when you saw Shaka, it was like there's a story there. And I feel like if I look at it from a storyline perspective, something about Dayton got that – starting with that you avoided us and now we got your corner like Mr. T. You know – Uh, Ohio State was like like Rocky in Rocky Three, you know, thinking they're gonna retire, and 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 T breaking up the the stuff and like you ain't getting out of here without this and taking care of them. There is no tomorrow. So Dayton got that little that T swag that he had there, and then I look at I look at Tennessee if if, you know Tennessee has an opportunity because if Rob if if, if Robertson Junior the third doesn't come and play. Michigan Michigan's in trouble. But I think Wisconsin, on a week of preparation, and Baylor's a little schizophrenic.
4: <laughs>
3: I think they get past that one and then struggle in the next game. That's how I look at it. Yeah, those – I think I think we're, it sounds like we're pretty much all on the same page. Um, you know, I think we're pretty much all on the same page. Now, those are favorites who are left. The one-seeds, we got Arizona, we got Florida, Uh, And we got uh, Virginia that are still in the mix um, to keep it rolling as one seeds. Um, Of the one seeds, who's got the best shot of getting there? Uh, Who's got the cleanest cleanest path going the other way? Florida's got to take on a tough UCLA squad, um, which they got a ton of talent. You know, Kyle Anderson, Zach Ravine. Uh, They got a strong squad, the Weird Twins. They got, they got size, they got versatility. That UCLA squad can sneak, is gonna sneak up on people, um, seeing the way they're playing. It's a squad that I slept on a little bit. I've seen them a little bit, but I hadn't seen enough of them to really have a lot of faith in them. Um, I had them, you know, I didn't have them getting out of the first weekend. Um but they're, they in the Sweet 16. Um, and then Arizona's taking on San Diego State. Um, again, pressing team, long athletic group. Um they may or may not give Arizona problems. I don't know. I haven't seen a whole lot of San Diego State, but I do know kind of what their calling card is, and it's the press. Um, uh, McConnell, the guard in Arizona, is solid. Uh, solid guard, which you're going to need against the press. Virginia's got a tough go of it. Virginia's got, Virginia should be mad. They should be more mad than Wichita State. Now, Wichita State <laughs> had to go through Kentucky and potentially Louisville, which, you know, that's not, that's not, that's not great. That's not great by any means, and that's not ideal. That's actually very unsatisfactory.
4: <laughs>
3: but uh, Virginia is going through a team that a lot of people got as a favorite in the overall tournament, you know, and they got to play yeah. them in the round of 16. Um, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's horrible. So, p h uh, d as you look at these three, the situation of these three one-seeds, who do you feel like has the best opportunity to keep marching on uh, and survive and advance?
0: Florida. Florida, by far, I think they have the the best chance of the one C's to advance. I mean, my bracket, and we've already talked about the situation it's in, but I actually had UCLA losing to Tulsa in the first round, so that tells you what I think about the UCLA team. Man, I watched UCLA play three or four times throughout the regular season, and every time I saw a different team. But not okay. one of those teams I saw um, has the potential, in my opinion, to beat Florida. Uh, I have Dayton going to Elite Eight, uh, losing to Florida in the next round. And
4: mm-hmm.
0: I, yeah, I I could ride that Dayton wave, but I, I can't wait – uh, ride it past Florida. Florida is legit.
3: Yes, yes, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. Florida is the loaded squad. Billy Donovan does this every couple of years. He'll kind of go dormant. You know, he'll kind of he'll kind of disappear for a little bit, lay low on the scene. You know, they'll come into the tournament as a five seed or a six seed for a couple of years in a row, and then his group will mature, and you know he'll start. You'll see you'll see Florida on one of those top lines again, um, and this is that year. I think he's got a good squad. D. Wills, what are your thoughts on the one seed remaining? Yeah, I agree with the Florida one. I mean, I'm a i am um, uh, uh, I got them, you know, losing to Michigan State, um, but I, I I'm feeling much more confident about them being a tough run. I like I like their run. I just think you I think you're right, and I should have thought about. I, I, Donovan is one of those guys that just kind of almost like a, 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 a junior Izzo. Like, you get to a point where it's almost like it's not every four years you're going to go to the Final Four, but it might be every six years. But, he, you know, he has that Izzo fan. I'm about to recalibrate my, my opinion of him when I start doing this in the future. Um, I'm going to start treating him like Izzo. Um, uh, going out Arizona, you know, y'all know, they my can't trust the group, you know. Um, and uh, I think San Diego State, um, you know, uh, this is that West Coast stuff, you know. This is like, you know, um this is this this is this is uh, you know this is some DJ quick you know uh, you know uh, you know the G funk type stuff coming at them uh, with San Diego State. These cats don't care. I watched the championship game they had against uh, New Mexico. Um, you know both teams went at it. Um, you know you know Coach Fisher is great in a tournament. He's a great tournament coach, and he's another cat. You give him a week. That first game, he's gonna be ready for you. You know, they do little things like switching uh, on the rebounding. They cross. I mean, he's just a crafty coach who I, I don't think gets a lot of respect, and I, I think they get Arizona um, uh, yeah. on that. Um, the other thing, uh, and I think we got Virginia. You know, I didn't think Virginia was going to make it. In you know, you know, they're going to have they're they going to have issues. So I, when I look at the number ones, I'm with Florida. Um, in a sense that um, I think. They had the chance to make it to the Final Four, um, face-off. I got a face-off against Michigan State. Um, and uh, I think that in that game can go either way. Um, I think the Michigan State is just tough. Um, they're going to bang them, and they're going to do what they need to do, but I go with Florida.
0: i tell you what, Devon, you bring up Steve Fisher, and Steve Fisher scored a lot of points in my book yeah, right. in something that happened off the court. I don't know if you all heard him. He had a tirade against the NCAA because he was frustrated that when they played against New Mexico, or maybe it was New Mexico State, in the tournament this past weekend, uh, for some reason or another, the NCAA trying to juggle hotel rooms and transportation, um, New Mexico State had, like, the game finished at, I don't know, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning by the time they were done with everything and showered, there was no hotel room for them, so they actually had to fly back, and they didn't get back on campus till 5 or 6 in the morning. And Steve Fisher just said, you know, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. This is a billion-dollar entity in the NCAA, and March Madness is one of the biggest contributors to that. Why can't we let these kids stay the night in the hotel and just leave the next night? And he brought light to an issue that, I guess it's like a juggling type of thing where, you know, if you play a Thursday night game, if you lose, there's a possible chance that um, you have to fly out. And, you know, because of hotels and uh, however the logistics of it go, it's a supply and demand thing, and then they're trying to juggle uh, commercial flights and that kind of stuff. And Fisher just said, you know, if, if the interest is the kids here, this is right. not in the best interest of the kids. And right. I just, you know, after I read the 5-5 Five Five book by Mitch Albom, I mean, I mean, this book came out 15 years ago, may, maybe longer actually, but I reread it two years ago. I just, I just got a lot more respect for Fisher. And hearing this, you know, I can't support him any more, uh, any more than I do right now.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and that, that, that's a great, great point that you bring up. Because there's a lot of behind-the-scenes financial things that go along. You know, we, we watch the games and we see the tournament, but you forget about these dudes do need to where, – where are they sleeping after the game? You know? Yeah. And, and what's travel like? You know, we forget about those pieces. And, and that, that really comes back to that student-athlete piece, you know? Yes. That comes back to that student-athlete piece. So uh, thanks for highlighting that. Um you, you guys brought up the whole don't trust them, right? <laughs> who don't you trust?
4: <laughs> and there are, a lot of, right.
3: there are a lot of name. There are a lot of name coaches who are going to be watching this Sweet 16. We're talking Coach Krzyzewski. We're talking Roy Williams. We're talking Bill Self. Um, these are some big-name guys. These are some name coaches. You're talking about the pantheon of Jim behind. When you talk about the pantheon of great coaches during this era, all these guys' names are going to come up. They're going to be watching the tournament. Uh, this whole concept of who you don't trust. Um, some of those guys are on our can't trust them list. I'm, I'm going I'm to play, the, I'm gonna play the, the clip that PhD, uh hooked up for us from our conversation last week about who we can and can't trust. And then I want D. Wills to break down his theory. He has a theory on Duke basketball. So I'm going to play the clip, and then D. Wills, I will want you to step in, and I'm going to set up this challenge match. Between Pac, they went back and forth over over text a little bit on this one. So I I, I want them to break it down over the airwaves so that the renegade listeners out there can get full effect, the full effect of 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 the two perspectives. So let me break this down real quick. Um, Villanova's on my list of don't trust them teams. Um, Duke is always. Duke has a permanent spot on my don't trust (laughs) them
4: list. That's right.
3: (laughs) They're never going to get a reprieve, just because I'm never trusting them again. Um, I tried that a couple years ago. It did not work out. Um, Other teams that are on my don't trust them list, at least for this year's tournament, um, Cincinnati, don't trust them. Um, I don't know about you guys. Those are some teams that I'm staying away from um, on my brackets. And, you know, again, again, if you listen to the real sports guys, we all come at it from a different angle, a slightly different perspective. But we gave you guys very good information, right? We Cincinnati, did. what Perfect. happened? They went out in the first round. Duke, what happened? Went out in the first round. Who else? Villanova, what happened? Didn't get out the first weekend. We gave you sound information. Syracuse was on our list of teams that you couldn't trust. Yeah.
4: So we gave you guys
3: great information. Now, D. Wills, you have a theory about Duke basketball in particular. I want you. To, I want you to lay this out. I'm gonna reset real quick. You listen to the Real Sports Guys, RealSportsGuys.com, RSG, Renegade Radio, brought to you by Resistance Digital. Uh, D. Wills is about to break down his his camp kids theory on Duke <coughs> basketball. Get your tape uh-huh. recorders ready. Get your notebooks the out. School. school is in session. The floor is yours, D. It- D. Wills.
4: Get your shovels and,
3: ready, and, too. And, 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 and I, I, will, I will say, we is going to start. I have to get my boy uh, and my guy, we all know, Ray, who introduced us to <laughs> Camp Kid way back. If you go <laughs> back into the archives, it's a classic one. If you go back to the RG R, archives, Ray introduced us to the Camp Kid concept. Uh, that go back, and, and I've been saying some stuff like this for years, and, and part of it, and, and we've got to put Duke in context, right? So when I talk to Duke fans, particularly fans who loved Duke in the early years, when I talk to his camp kid stuff, I'm not talking about Allery. I'm not talking about Johnny Dawkins. I'm not talking about those years when they were that version's uh, 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 look of Gonzaga, in a sense. They were trying to rebuild, chasing Carolina. That's not the group I'm talking about. There was a moment. There was a moment when they went, as as, uh, uh, as my as my favorite brother Noah would say in Chicago, real Hollywood with it. And the <laughs> moment of it came towards the end of the Leitner era. And I, I can tell you even from personal experience at the Final Four they were at with Michigan and Cincinnati, where before Allery, all these guys were engaging guys, guys who would be um, – connected to you, everything else. Then they went real Hollywood. They went, they went Final Four, couldn't talk to anybody. Uh, they uh, couldn't engage. Van Exel and everybody else is talking to people. They're engaging. Michigan players are engaging. They're there kind of hollywood And then I think Coach K started getting a different kind of kid. A kid that, you know, that's when he started getting the McDonald's All-American, guys who were kind of pampered as AAU guys, guys who, you know, they got the VIP treatment, and then they, you know, they coming in there, top five eight, uh, uh, classes. And when they got bust in the mouth, they couldn't respond. They weren't. They weren't. It wasn't shaking it off like the Allery crew. And every once in a while, they get a dog like Jay Will. They get a playground kid. They mix one in. Every once in a while, they get a Kyrie Irving who kind of hold them together. But but <laughs> they have these cats who who. A playground kid is a cat who, who will skin his knee. Don't need to play on the court with, uh, with uh, no change. Wind could change. You can bust them and they're going to battle.
4: Michigan State,
3: <laughs> those are not playground kids. Those kids, Payne and those cats, they come on with business. If you're going to beat them, a Tom Izzo team, you look at them, they scare you. Why? They, they come at you like Moses Scurry. I'm going back. They come at you like Moses Scurry. I mean, yelling telling that. You. There's in you, You're not playing. You're not playing that pristine kind of music that is uh, that you used to see uh, at some of the old campus movies that they used to have, the comedies where they would have the dean and the, the music would play in the background. That, that's their Duke feel. I don't know if it is when they get on the pristine campus. You know, they lose it. You know, everybody say, well, now they got more inner-city kids. You know, but there's something that happened. They sniff their wings maybe when they get there. But if you see them when they play against these teams who are hungry, who bust them in the mouth, who push it, you don't see that fight. You don't see that fight. You don't see that, you don't see that, that I'm getting after you. That is a contrast to who Coach K is. Coach K is a Chicago guy. He's a Chicago guy who's tough. And that's why it's so painful for me because – I believe that doesn't reflect who he is. But sometimes, how many times do they look like they just get beat, out-hustled, not out out. out, They get out. It's a mental game. That's why I say they got a bunch of camp kids versus what I see other things. When you look at their potential, this is a team that should have made a deeper run. But they ran up against some cats who was hungry, and they didn't have that fight. And I wasn't the only one who said it. Dan Dockage said it. That's why I got on PAT came back. Dan Dockage said the same thing. He don't miss any words. He said the
0: same thing about them. So I have a question for you, Devon. I, actually, too. So I'm the one that sent you the Dan Dockage uh, support, okay? Thank you. Um Yeah. Yeah, to be honest yeah. with
4: you? you.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I will never let anything like logic ever support like, or mess up my argument. I will always bring logic into a conversation. I will always bring it into a conversation. second of all, Devon, can you clarify um what's a camp kid exactly
3: so for me a camp kid in this context is a cat that is is has to have it has everything that's pristine to. That when it gets rugged for them, can they break out of that 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 mentality? Like, think about it. You played you played on hardwood. Look, I'm gonna take you to your world. You played you played you played on the hardwood, right, Phil? I did. You played did. you played at the park. You know, the, the playground kid. You remember these games when game point took 20 minutes? Game changer. I'm talking about it. You know, yeah. There's no yeah. Problem. So game gets, you gotta game win by, by two. 20, yeah, you gotta win by two and game points of twenty minutes. But that cat kid right. is that guy that always called that foul. Everybody would look at you know that cat that used to irritate you. Right? Yeah. Every time he took a to oop, he would he he call a foul, you didn't even touch it. And you look know, everybody on the sideline looking at everybody else. That 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 playground kid is that kid that you like, damn, he need to call some fouls. But he just not know he's gonna win. Right? He just know he's going to win. I ain't going to call a foul. You keep fouling. I'm, you're going to foul, and I'm going to get the rebound. That's, that's game-changer. You watch him play? He might not ever call a foul because he, he, he might get five rebounds in a row because he, he going to yell game point on you. New <laughs> kids, I don't see them – and I think part of it – and I was telling game-changers, I think part of it – and part of what exacerbates it is that for a while Coach K went to this style of this, this four-out, one-in. And so I think that totally fed into it. So they, they fell in love with the three – they had maybe one big being physical, and I think that hurt them, and that, I think that pushed it even more where you, – you, when you watch Payne play, he plays like that cat who's never going to call a foul on game point. Never. When you watch Michigan State play, that's how they play. You watch Duke play, they play like those kids who, who, who get nicked on game point and they frustrate everybody. That's what I'm talking about, if I can – Give you take it
0: to the cats who know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Devon, you you covered every one of my counterpoints um, when you initially <laughs> made the argument. <laughs> I, <laughs> you, you know,
3: you know, you know, I've
4: been you know I've been taught, <laughs> right? You, you know, uh, you, you know. know I've been taught. I mean, the, uh, <laughs> the social psychology hey, 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 literature. Can you put a fucking
3: editorial drop for me because I feel like I need to get the James Brown cape on? Put it on, Name changer. Put the drop on so I can that James Brown cape.
0: Fellas, one thing we need to say. Yeah. Yeah. Should we say John? Yeah. Melvin, yeah. Jimmy, Coleman, yeah. Ryan, yeah. sit. Yeah. Everybody want to get funky yeah. one
4: more time. Yeah.
3: I just placed the new movement shirt on my back. You know, the the new RSG movement shirt we're going to have. I just placed it on my shoulders just so I can feel like James right now.
4: <laughs>
3: well, well,
0: you covered every one of my counterpoints. You did. And, you know, one of the basic theories in social psychology on influence um, that a lot of sales folks use and politicians, you know, they say, you know, now my opponent will tell you this. I mean, you kind of mention what your opponent's going to say. You know, my my opposers will say this. So, LeVon, so when we initially talked, Duke lost. So Marcus, Marcus, all right, I'm just going to put it out there. So ours is family. We all family, right? So family. Mark, Marcus is frustrated. Marcus sends a very emotional text that, Duke lost again. I had no idea Duke had lost. And <laughs> I see the text, I'm like, Okay, Duke lost And, you know, Devon comes in right after Marcus and Devon says, uh, they camp kids. That's why he lost. And I'm thinking, you know, and so me, I come I'm like, Camp Kids, that's too convenient. That's too convenient. <laughs> the camp kids the camp kid philosophy does not play in 2014. It did not play in 2009. And to me, the camp kid philosophy is played out in college basketball because of the AAU circuit. Now, I played AAU ball in 92 to 95, and AAU was just starting to pick up, where I would say within a couple of years of that anybody who was anybody. You know, if you was on your high school team, you probably were on an AAU team. You know, just not one AAU team in your city. There's probably multiple ones. To the point now where, you know, I have an 11-year-old nephew in, in Maryland, and he's on three different AAU teams. <laughs> so the reason I bring and that nowadays, up
3: is... Yeah, nowadays, guys
1: who didn't even make their high school team on AAU teams keep going. Yeah,
0: Exactly. Exactly. So the reason I bring that up is that there's a culture where you can be a kid who's playing in suburban Oregon, okay, like you grow up in suburban Oregon, and chances are if there's a, you know, like at some point in your AU career, you're going to play a handful of games against kids from the inner city, okay, uh, whether it's on the state level or the national level, you're going to get exposed to that, especially when you look at kids that are playing Division One basketball especially when you think, look at kids who are playing Division One basketball in the NCAA tournament. Chances are they're from a, you know, anywhere from a, a mid-major to a high-major to a power conference. So most of those kids that are getting minutes. It doesn't matter what you want to call them, street ball kids, uh, park kids, camp kids, whatever it is. At that point, that whole Kevin Garnett barking and staring – That effect is minimized. It is minimized in 2014. It was minimized in 2008. And so to say that Duke lost because they're not tough enough and they have camp kids mentality, I have a hard time with that. Now, I can buy that like they're not tough enough. But But to play it into, you know, they don't have enough dog. I mean, Jabari Parker played at Simeon. You know, the yeah, kid
3: man. Well, I wish we had. I wish we had. I wish we had Hampl on there from Chicago. He said he played in Sydney, but he's not up Sydney. And he, it, did, did he break it down, Marcus? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he, did. Did. he did. He broke it. He broke, he it, down. He broke it's, it down. It's, it's, on too now, on. It, it's, it's too convenient. It's too convenient. Come on, it's too convenient. Complex. But, but PAC does have a point. It's, it's a little. Like a point. Point. It's a little. It's, it's a little. Uh, breathe. I'm letting breathe. Let it breathe. It's a little revisionist. It's a little revisionist, though. It, it is hindsight's twenty twenty. I think, again, I had I, – actually, this year, you know, I didn't put Duke in my Final Four, but I had them advancing to the Elite Eight. And all of that was off Jabari being there, period. Jabari – I felt like Jabari wasn't going to let them knock. He wasn't going to – Jabari wasn't going to let Duke Duke. You know what I mean? The second Duke is a bird. <laughs> so, so, Jabari so wasn't going to let Duke, Duke Duke. <laughs> game changer, what is Duke Duke? You tell me. Tell us what the Duke Duke is. The Duke, Duking, <laughs> is when you are the pet, you got the pedigree, you're the blue blood team, and for whatever wild reason, you lose to people you just shouldn't lose to. Like Mercer? Come on, bruh. And again, you know, my, my angle is, that's Coach K's fault. You know, as a coach, I'm going to put it on the coach. Anytime you got more talent than the other guy and they beat you, that's on you, brother. <laughs> that's on you as the coach, because the, the kid, the kids obviously have displayed over the last 36 games that they're a talented group of kids that can beat people. They beat tougher teams. They beat better teams. If they're not prepared to beat this team, then that's a preparation thing, and that might be on the coach, because it's not a talent. It's not the Mercer was more talented, you know. And then that's where I fall on the do on the whole do thing. But I kind of I kind of feel PhD's point to an extent is that it's convenient to go with the camp K around because they they do, you know what I mean? They do what they do every two or three years. They do this. Um, he's got a point though. You know nowadays you go to an AU tournament and the suburban kids are the ones doing the KG stare. You know they're the ones. They, You know, all the kids do this obnoxious. They get low, and they do the obnoxious clap. I just want to go. I, every time I see a kid do that, I want to go punch him in the face. Like, come on, man. You hit the three. Good. Good for you, bro. You hit the three. You ain't got to clap. You ain't got to get all low on your stance and clap and stare at the dude and clap in his face. Come on, man. Then they get bust. And they get what they, and then they get what they deserve. You know what I mean, but everybody—that's the thing with the clapping. Everybody does it. I mean, a, a dude will set a screen and be clapping, going down. And but, but, a screen, but but, 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 but. but but again, it's like American Idol. Even in that mix, Izzo can see that kid. Even in that mix, you still know who that kid is. I can I watch all those kids and I can tell you who that kid is. I, I see. I don't care how you mix it, Jay I know you can tell. Even in that mix. You know that's a Michigan State type kid. You know who that kid is, even in that mix. And I'm not even going suburban or inner city on it. You know who that cat is. Even with all those variables, you still, would you you say the same thing you said about them as you would say about Michigan State? Why Why don't we say that about Izzo? One, because Izzo don't ever lose. Well, he's going to never let his team lose. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Why? Why? Come in the first round. Why? How do they come to the game? How do they Prepare. come to the game? I, I, if we do the wire Prepare. game, I'm going to tell you how they come to the game. I'll tell
2: you what. That,
3: that would be a good transition. They, they come I don't to the know game if you like Slim Charles. They come to the game like Slim Charles. That's how they come.
4: with the raspy voice.
3: Sometimes you got to fight on that lot.
4: Right, right,
3: right. Remember, when Charles, said, right. remember when Charles said that. <laughs> you know, yeah.
4: it's it
3: yeah. it Sometimes we fight on that lock. That's Mississippi. That's Mississippi. <laughs> That's how they come. You know, uh, uh. uh I'm to i I PhD sounds like he's right. got a comment on deck. PhD's got sound like he's got a comment on deck. I'm gonna let PhD give his comment then I'm gonna give you the floor, and we, I'm gonna set you up for the wire for the wire uh, references, and then I want you to go with it, D. you prepared for this, you ready? You ready. So C A D sound yeah. like you had a comment on that. What you got?
0: Well, I would just say Tom Islow. Uh I don't know if anybody saw him lose his gasket, pop a gasket in that Harvard game. And so later <laughs> on in the week I don't know if it was Sunday night or Monday, they were interviewing Keep Affley, the senior. And uh, pretty much, they had asked him what Coach Izzo like what happened in the huddle when he lost it. You know, in the second half when Harvard had made that run, and Appling and Dawson pretty much said, "Yeah, we had to tell Coach just to settle down." Like, "Hey, Coach, we got this. We all right." You know. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs>
0: Coach, Coach,
3: Coach. We got this. Yeah. Yes, really. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the
0: floor is yours, D Wells. Do your thing.
3: Well. You know, we, we we talking about you know we say you know we we all love the wire and, you know PhD has surpassed us in wireism. I mean I'm like I can't remember he, this guy. I'm I'll be surprised at what he comes up with. He he is in it. We got yeah, it. It's fresh for here. him. It's fresh for him. It's yeah. fresh for him. He's in it and game changer is. But we we had this thing about you know if you had a wire character you know and and you want to talk about like which team would reflect that that person that personality. And so this is this is a quote, uh, and I can't read all of it. I going to break some of it out. But if you're a wire person, you understand what I mean. When the cat says, uh, "No matter who did what to who," at this point, fact is we went to war. Now we ain't going back. I mean, like it's what war is, you know. Once you're in it, you're in it. If it's a lie. Then we fight on that lie. <laughs> we got to fight. That's Slim Charles. Now, there's two teams I think fit that mode, Kentucky and Michigan State. And this is why I think – I told you why Michigan State fit that mode. The reason why I think Kentucky fit that mode is that's how Calipari – Calipari gets some of the same kind of players, but they do something different. And what Calipari tells them is they, – remember they, they talked about Calipari to get a year. They're trying to set us up so they can tear us down. <laughs> you know, they watch us yeah. fall. The they trying to be number one so they can tear us down. It's us against the world, and we're going to fight it. And these kids are believing it. I mean, I was questioning them, and they just ride with it. The way, the way they played against Wichita State, these kids got the message, right? Going to fight. I believe they're fighting on that lie. Like, Calipari created that lie. they're fighting on that line. You know, but they're battling, They going after it, in a way that they ain't Hollywood about it. He, he's teaching them how to grind. They dive on the floor. They're they doing what it takes, and they all McDonald's All-Americans. They come with their pedigree. But sometimes somehow he gets them to play grindy. And I think Michigan State falls in that same kind of Slim Charles. Slim Charles, you know, when they try to get, you know, when uh, you remember when um, uh, String wanted Flynn to go uh, uh, get your guy, get your, get your guy about uh, 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 Clay Davis in folks. Yeah. Uh, or with the guy downtown. Uh, the, uh, the one guy that did him in, you know, he's talking about Slim ain't that kind of guy. Slim is got And that's, that's, that's Kentucky and that's Michigan State. They got that Slim Charles straight, you know, it's just they handle stuff. They go tighten it up and they move. Nothing fancy about them. Okay, okay. All right. What else you got? You got any more? I'm going to leave this and let you all go and I'll come back. I got an, I'll got. come back in a minute with one. I'm going to let you all do it. I'm going to come back with another one. Okay, PhD, you got one. I got one ready on deck. All right, I'm gonna go with mine. I got Jimmy Mcnulty.
4: <laughs> the team, the team, the team <laughs> oh,
3: that reminds me of Jimmy Mcnulty. And if you're a Wire fan, Mcnulty is a detective who is constantly pulling tricks. Um, you know he he he's always up to something, always out to get get the job done. You know he he's a by any means kind of guy as far as solving cases and and and, and, and you know turning murders from red to black in Baltimore. What did I do? You know do? he what did I he's right, right. What did I do? He and, but on the other side of it, he's a wreck. He's a wreck on the inside, and and the, the team that I got as my Jimmy McNulty. Is it Kentucky Wildcats? So I'm coming at this from a different perspective. You know, Kyle is a by any means kind of guy. He, he's doing it different. <laughs> he's he's going about winning championships in a different way, and that's McNulty, I like He solves that. cases in, in an unorthodox way. He's gonna go around right. around around his uh, his commanding officer. You know, he's gonna he's gonna bend the rules. You know, he's gonna he's gonna pull a few favors. You know, that's, to me, that's Calipari. <laughs> to me, that's Calipari and his crew of Kentucky Cats, That You got a bunch of freshmen, um, touted as the best freshman class um, since the Fab Five, and, you know, he, he's planning on trying to, he come in preseason number one before any of these guys have played a college game, and he's planning on winning an NCAA championship with this crew, and, you know, as much as people counted him out, you just couldn't get rid of him, and that's McNulty. Every time he hits a a low. Every time he hits rock bottom in the series, he comes back. He comes back and, and he has, and, and he finds some, he, he stumbles upon a gold nugget all the time. And that, that's McNulty, and that's Kentucky. You know, they they fought, they beat Wichita State, you know, they were 8C, people thought coming into the tournament, they weren't going to fail very well, but you know, they, they, they got that by any means mentality. So, I got I got, I got Kentucky. I got Kentucky as uh. As my uh, my Jimmy McNulty, uh, the the other one I got I got another one, um, and this one
4: <laughs>
3: this one is uh is 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 my Stringer Bell, my Stringer Bell, <laughs> yeah this one is my Stringer Bell. Okay, so it from. for my okay 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 so for my Stringer Bell, I, I am I'm going with Duke. As my stringer bell <laughs> um, and, the, and the reason I got The reason I got Duke as my stringer As strang oh. As they call him in the streets of Baltimore West Baltimore is strang You know <laughs> I got hmm. Duke as my stringer bell um, One Because You know they get caught up they, they, They've gotten caught up in playing A certain style As, as my man Avon Barksdale said so the show They are play play right. playing away games They are playing too many games they playing away games and, and and that's true. They, they they they've crafted this style that sounds good on paper, it seems like it makes sense, but in the long run, in the game that they're in in the game that they playing, it, it's not working. And and you know, they're getting off by bro. they they getting off by Omar and and Brother Muzon, you know, regularly now. You know what I'm saying? You know they're getting off, my off by tier, Get off my by third tier characters. <laughs> You know what I mean? They're getting off by third-tier characters. You know, Brother Muzon was like a extra. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was a hired gun. You know, he wasn't a mainstay on the show. You know, he didn't, you know, finger didn't go out in a blaze of glory. He got caught in the first round. You feel me? He got caught in the first round. He told somebody where he was going to be at. You know, Avon, his boy, set him up. You know, that, that's not how it was supposed to go. It wasn't supposed to go down like that. He's supposed <laughs> to go out the play story. He's supposed to go out on the avenue. Walking in. That's the final four. He's supposed to go out on the final
4: four, you do. Nah, what happened? He got caught in the
3: old abandoned building.
4: <laughs> you know, he
3: got run all up on the abandoned building checking off the pigeons. Come on, man.
4: <laughs>
3: so I I got a couple more but I wanna keep I wanna I wanna give everybody a chance to weigh is. P A D, what you got?
0: You think I have time to ask a man, okay, Clay
4: Davis. Mm, You think I have time
0: to ask a
3: man, you think I
0: have time to ask a man why he giving me money? (laughs) (laughs) Or where he gets his money from? Yes. I'll take that mother, I'll take that mother money if he giving it away. Right. Clay Davis. (laughs) You think I yes, have time yes. to ask a man why he giving me money or where his exactly. money comes from? Clay Davis. Come I will with go it. with Wichita I will go with Wichita State. Hey, Wichita State. You are the darlings of the season. Don't ask why, don't ask for an explanation. Just ride it out. Ride it out for the next three or four recruiting classes. Um, you may lose your coach, but at the end of the day, don't ask why. Just 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 take it. UNLV had a nice run 20 years ago, and they rode that wave for another 10 years. So, um, yeah, that's my Clay Davis reference. The next one I have here for you guys, um, ain't nobody got nothing to say about a 40-degree day.
4: classic. Mm, <laughs> mm, mm, Stringer
0: bell. Classic. Stringer bell. Ain't nobody got nothing to say about a 40-degree day. 50? (laughs) That brings a smile to your face. 60? Jokers ain't damn near barbecuing that mud on on 60 degrees. Go down to 20? Get they blood complaining. But 40? Nobody care about a 40-degree day. Nobody remember 40 degrees. And y'all is giving me way too many 40-degree days. I don't have any connection to the NCAA tournament. It's just my favorite quote, and I wanted to say
3: it. Now, see, I had that quote, too. I had that particular quote, and I was giving that quote to the Wisconsin Badgers and Bo Ryan. Ryan. I was giving that to them because – the, the, both teams have an have a expiration date and it's usually around next weekend <laughs>
4: <laughs> every year
3: it's usually around March 20 something you know late March they got an expiration date uh, sweet 16 and they expire and then it's not going to go any further and to me it's like 40 degree days you know people he's it, it, consistent you know you give them that but again that's what consistency is, a lot of 40-degree days, as far as I'm concerned. He's not consistently making a fight. He's not consistently 60, because like you said, if it's consistently 60, oh, well, I'm putting on some shorts. You know, uh, you're going to see an increase in yoga pants on the streets. Um, you know what I'm saying? Cats gonna start coming out barbecuing. Things are going to change, you know. Now, if you've got consistently, you know, below 40, 30 degrees, 20 degrees, you're going to see the winter coats coming out. People are going to respond to that. When, when you're consistently just making sweet 16s over and over and over, it's nice the first couple of times. Like, the first 40-degree day is nice. Like, when you're coming from, like, the teens and you get that first good 40-degree yeah. day, it's all right. Hey, cats, cats get excited about that. But if it's 40 for, like, a week straight, man, it's just kind of, eh. You know, and that's, and that's basically what the Wisconsin program is right now. It's like, I'll, I'll, can, you get, can, you get, can you push it up into 55, 58, 57? Get us close to 60 degrees. You know, too many of these 40-degree days, you know, we hanging on to them. And, you know, it was cool at first because we hadn't had none because we was coming out of a winter. But now we consistently, you know, 36 to 40, 44 degrees, and, you know, it's just not it's not, it's not nothing to talk about no more, you know. And, and that's that, that quote I gave to the Wisconsin Badgers. That's the quote that I gave to them, you know. So, Yeah. Nice. See, Will, you said you had some. You said you had in the bullpen. And, and, and I'm not even gonna put a quote next to it. But I'm gonna call this one. I'm just gonna call him Prop Joe. That's J. Rock. <laughs> mm.
4: <laughs> Always doing mm. deals.
3: He fool you, get you think that the deal is gonna come. Villanova gonna give you the deal. He gets you set up, put your money out there, and then he take your wallet, and then he go sit on the set at CBS.
2: That's prop Joe.
3: <laughs> he always going to win. He always got a proposition, and he always going to sit in the right spot when it's over. If anybody else or he going to look clean, he's going to look clean in the studio, or, he gonna look, or they going to look clean, or he going to look clean all the way to the tournament. But he he gonna let go, he's going to win. I'm calling him the new prop Joe. Mm. Mm. Okay, 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 so you got the new prop Joe. You got the new prop Joe. I got, I got, I got one more. I got one more. I like that one. I like that one, especially for Prop Joe. I got one more, and this one, this one is is I got Chris and Snoop as a tandem. Oh,
4: you, gotta have, Snoop. A, you
3: gotta have a Chris Snoop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris and Snoop for this year's tournament my Chris and my Snoop, Louisville. Louisville, you don't want to see them coming. <laughs> I, you know, cat, catch, catch, catch was on the block doing their thing, and they, they, they see somebody look like Chris and Snoop. They, hey, that's Chris and Snoop. Cat started taking off, man. <laughs> Drop the package. <laughs> you know, corner scatters. You know, corner gets clear real quick. You know, that's Louisville to me, man. That's a team that's hot right now. They're taking people out. When you you know, Wichita again they had a rough man. They they had they had Kentucky, you know, and then now they, if they would have won, they would have had to go up against Chris and Snoop, and that's a that's a, you know they got the pedigree, you know they got the snipers, you know little Russ Smith, he's got he he he's got that Kimball Walker, you know every every tournament has that guard that kind of takes over, takes over the tournament, you know, and that. That Russ Smith has that feel of that kind of a guard who can just take over a tournament and wheel his team to some victories. Um, and you just don't want to you don't want to deal with that. You want to try to avoid that at all costs. Um, you don't want to see that at all. You know you don't want nothing to do with that. You know because that you you know he's going you know he's going to take some folks out. And even when he goes down, he takes people with him. You know he's taking some folks with him. Mm. So mm. that that's my Chris and Snoopers Louisville. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. So before we before we get too deep into everything, and before we close out the show, we got about ten minutes left. Um, I want to uh, hit off the, with the dog of the week, the Resistance Digital Dog of the Week. Uh, dog of the Week is a portion of the show where we we give props, shout out to uh, a team, a player, a coach, a sport, somebody in sports or in, in life, somebody that's winning in life in general. Somebody that just did it big. They were a dog. They represented. They dug wow. in and they got the job winning. done. Exactly. Over the last week. That was very good. That almost sounded exactly like the drop.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't find it. That was very good.
3: That was very good. That was very good. So we're going to go ahead and get into the dog of the week. Now we're going to get into our resistance digital dog of the week. Resistance digital solutions. Are you tired of running into the boys in blue? Are you done with listening to sales staff trying to upstate technology that you don't need? We've all been there. So, what did the Real Sports Guys do? We contacted Resistance Digital Solutions for all our technology needs. They are not there to meet sales quotas or make profit margins. They simply just want to sell you what you need at a fair price. From iPads to PCs to flat screens, TVs, or intricate home theater systems, They customize every solution based on your needs. Check out their website at www.resistancedigital.com or email them at sales at resistancedigital.com for your custom technology solutions today. All right, fellas, I'll start with you, D. Wills. You know how it goes. We need more dogs. All right, I'm going to go with the Dayton Flyers. And the reason why, a lot of times people will jump up and get beat down, will talk junk, nibble, get on Twitter, do Twitter wars, and then we go face-to-face, they shrink. But the <laughs> fact that they talked all that junk, then went out and you know, beat Ohio State, got second victory, and then now they go into to Sweet 16, they're backing up their words. And uh, for that, uh, those, that's what dogs do. Not only talk, but then they perform. Okay, okay. P A D.
4: we
0: need more dogs. My dog of the week is Kwanzo Martin, head coach of Tennessee. You know, you look at guys who have paid their dues. Quonzo Martin, you know, played overseas for a while after finishing up at Purdue, and then he joined Gene Cady's staff for a couple of years. Then he was the head assistant under – Matt Painter, after he got the job and he finally got his first job, head coaching job, seven years ago at Missouri State. So um, just want to send a shout-out to Kwanzo. It's it's good to see guys, by their time, learn, get the tools they need so they don't take the first job, they take the right job. And you can tell that Kwanzo has done that from Missouri State to Tennessee.
3: All right. And I'll I, I, I close it out. We need more dogs. Um, My pick is uh, DeAndre Kane uh, of Iowa State. Uh, You know, DeAndre Kane, great guard, Iowa State, put his team over the top at the end of the game, took the ball one-on-one, went in, and, you know, he's like 25. So, you know, he just went in grown man to bucket. (laughs) He was just like, (laughs) you know what I mean? He just kind of put his head down and was like, you know what, I'm – I'm too old to go home. <laughs> so, you know, he just kind of went in grown man the bucket and got his team over the hump against North Carolina. Um, so hats off to him. He's had a great season. Um, he, he's, you know, averaging near triple-double um, and led his team. The Iowa State Cyclones to the Sweet 16. So hats off to DeAndre Kane, guard from Iowa State. Now, We have a a few new sponsors. Uh, Frederick County um, in in the greater state line area um, has has joined on to support the Real Sports guys. Um, So we'd like to give a shout-out to Frederick County. And then XL University, uh, XL Academics um, is also sponsoring our last word. And it's time for the last word. All right, so D. Wills, can you give us the XL Academics last word for this week? And I'll start there. You know, anytime you're trying to make something happen, you know, one of the things that I, I always tell my students and, and 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 folks that you work with is that if you have a desire to make something happen, um, that you need to be persistent and work through anything else that's a snag. That in order to be successful, you got to be in it. Mm-hmm. You got to be in the moment. You got to be able to it, You got to get people to believe in it. You mm-hmm. got people to go with it, and one of the things that I love about that I, I love about what we've been trying to do and I, I love about doing it with these two guys, plus Ray, RJ, um, Justin, all the folks who have kind of been here and the, the nearly 100,000 people who have listened to our show is that um, that people have been able to come on with us with this movement and really try to become part of this. You know, that started as a little idea, um, and we feel like we're picking it up. And I really appreciate people like Fredericks County, uh, my guy, uh, Steve uh, uh, Morehouse, who uh, will, will join us hopefully next week. We want to try and give our sponsors uh, an opportunity so y'all get to know them. Um, and definitely my guy, XL Lewis, CEO for uh, XL Academics and XL University. A lot of times it's easy for people to catch you when you're on top. You know, for people to believe in you when you try to make it and you start out, that's important. So, you know, uh, my guy, Larry, with Resistance Digital uh, Solutions helping us get this off the ground, putting stuff together. He's on the team. Um, we've just been fortunate enough. And really, you know, Craig Stockwell, you know, as we're looking for someone who can really work with us and get it off the ground and believe in us and get it going, uh, to be committed to it, uh, to also support him. You know, all these sponsors go to our website, Real Sports Size, realsportsguys.com, click on their icon, you know, take you right to their information, support them, uh, because we are trying to start the movement. We get it one at a time. And there are times we're not going to be perfect, but we're going to be striving for perfection. Um, in that, you know, we're always going to bring it. We're always going to try and bring it the way we do it. We're going to bring it our way. Uh, this is part of the movement, as, as, as a game changer would say. It's the resistance. It, it's part of what we're doing. And uh, I wouldn't do. I wouldn't. You know, I couldn't have done this with any better group of of folks that we have on this. And all you folks who catch us on podcasts, we love it. And uh, get on iTunes. Hit us up on realsports.com. Uh, we in it to win it. We out.
0: D Wells just drop the mic and, and and walk off the stage. Yeah, I was,
3: yeah, I, I, I was about to walk off. I, I was trying to I was trying to uh put my take my socks off. <laughs>
4: what? <laughs> 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 right. to, right. Right. To, i have never where heard about it from I've never heard that expression. <laughs> I'm going to take my socks off. <laughs> oh Dad, no, We hey, got to get out of here. Right. <laughs> that, that's,
3: that's what real sports guys do. You take them socks off, put your feet up. Uh, I mean, I it's kind of like,
0: like your league. It's kind of like your league with Wesley Snipes. Slid in the second right. base and came like five feet short. Okay?
4: Right, right, right. Oh, man.
3: Yeah.
4: I was trying to get my socks off. Uh, Well, that does
3: it for this edition of The Real Sports Guys. We'll catch you all next week, same time, same place. Give you the same 90 minutes of phone sports radio like we always do about this time. Until then, be safe, take care, and peace.
4: Love Talk Radio. All right,
3: you're on with the Real Sports Guys, realsportsguys.com. This is D. Wills. We're in uh, our pre-tournament uh, conversation. Games are going, um, but we're fortunate enough to, to have uh, uh, one of the top players in the country, uh, the, the leader of the Shockers here with us, a uh, uh, Rockford, Illinois
2: native, uh, Fred Van Fleet, here in the movement. Fred, welcome to the Real Sports Guys. Thanks for having me, guys.
3: When the practice first came out, many of the national media talked about and focused on the difficulty as an obstacle for you that um, would determine that you would make it to the championship. And I saw it an entirely different way. I saw it as probably the best thing that could happen to you because it could allow you to really focus on uh, the mission at hand and to stay focused. What was the conversation inside the Shocker House? How were you reacting to your seating?
2: Well, you know, it's just an opportunity, you know, and a challenge. Well, every challenge is an opportunity. So, um, you know, we don't want no cakewalks, and uh, we're definitely not getting that with the bracket we got. It's obviously a tough bracket. Everybody knows that with the teams that's in it. And, uh, you know, we're just going to take it in stride and, and try to take care of some games. And if we do that, we'll be setting ourselves up for great success.
3: You have, uh, you know, you think about, um, you know, some of the uh, – you know the big names that you might have to do, but now you have this team, Cal Poly, who is like a Cinderella story. You know, what do you have to do to actually break that glass slipper to to really make sure <laughs> that their story doesn't continue? What what is that that you have to do to to win this game?
2: Well, we're just gonna we're gonna play our game and play play the way we've been playing all year. Uh, we'll do some scouting. Obviously, they just won yesterday, so it's pretty short notice, but we'll do some scouting and see where we can you know have success against them and. We'll go out and put our best foot forward, and hopefully that's enough. So we're just going to continue to do what we're doing. There's, there's no secrets or tricks at this time of the year. It's just about who, who's going to play the best uh, when that ball is tipped up for 40 minutes. So that's where our focus is going forward.
3: You're a Rockford, Illinois native. Uh, you know, you're out here on the national stage. What
2: does it feel like to represent,
3: you know, a city like Rockford, to be you that you? What does that feel like when you lace them up?
2: To go out there and play on a stage like this—it's just the proudest, proudest moment of all of this. You know, besides my family and representing my my family well, um, representing the city that that made me in, in a great in a great manner. Um, you know, trying to bring some light and some hope to to situations and just you know giving people something to cheer about and something to be involved in and. Um, hopefully the whole city's rallying behind me. I'm sure they are and you know, I'm just out here trying to carry the flag.
3: Well, you know, I, I know you we're off the just clock, and you have to get to practice, but what what I wanna say is uh we want to thank you for joining the new, the movement, uh joining real sports guys, being here with us. Uh we hope that we can continue to talk to you and check in with you uh throughout the tournament. Um uh, and we wanna wish you well and the shockers well, um, in this run and um it's been uh such a joy to watch you play and to be out here uh, as this is our home base and hear the people uh, are so proud of, of what you've,
2: you've accomplished. Uh, thank you again for being with us, man, and uh, we appreciate it. No problem. Anytime, and, uh thank you for having me. And uh, just continue to keep supporting, and I'll try to make you a prayer. All right.
3: That's Fred Van Fleet, you know,
2: the, the player of the
3: year in the Valley, uh, leading those Shockers. Uh, they are going to be playing against Cal Poly. Uh, it's going to be quite a run. I got them going deep. I can go into the championship. And so um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, uh, this is Real Sports Guys, RealsportsGuys.com. Uh, we're loving it. Uh, welcome to the movement. This is Dee Wills with The Real Sports Guys, and you can always follow us on Twitter at Real Sports Guys, and always friend us at Real Sports Guys Radio on Facebook, and always, you can always catch us at RealsportsGuys.com. Thank you for supporting us. All right.